salutations and shit, guys. Um, I'm back in the studio. I don't know why I missed it. It's not like I can't do this from like a corner in someone's basement, but it just feels nice in here. It feels um, like a good routine. So I'm happy to be back. Although I very high key, not low key, would prefer to be in Colombia right now. But um, I've returned. I am stateside and um, with really incredible experiences and stories to tell. And uh, today I'm going to wrap up, I guess, um, how my trip was. Because people keep asking me, oh, how was your trip? How was your trip? And at this point, I'm getting kind of like tired of saying how my own trip was. So at least this way I can be like, and here's the link. Just listen to the podcast. So, which reminds me, hey, uh, homegirls, I got to follow back up on a chat. Like, you know, you open a text message or you're in like a WhatsApp chat and you remind yourself, go back and respond. And then it's four days later. I'm there right now. But anyway, so I told you guys about Colombia while I was in Peru. And now that I'm back home, I can tell you how Peru went. So I got to start with um, the first experience I had in Peru was I ended up being on the flight with Virginia from the Palenco tour. So shout out to her because she was so kind and gracious enough to basically hold my hand so that I can figure out how to get to my Airbnb. There is this incredible, incredible um, bus company and the name would be Airport Express Lima. (laughs) I'm certain you didn't pause it, did you? Sure didn't, thanks. Didn't think so. So appreciate you for the alley-oop there. Um, But it's called Airport Express Lima. Did I say Airport Express Lima? There we go. So they are, they've got a counter just like Hertz and um, all those other Alamo, like the same you would go to like the car rental. There is a counter in the airport and you buy your ticket there. So Virginia basically walked me, you know, once we got through customs and stuff, she walked with me over to the counter and she even went as far as to let me use her discount so that I could book my round trip transfer. Altogether, it came up to $15. That got me from the airport to my stop, and I'll explain that in a second, and then that got me back from the stop to the airport on whatever day I came back. So um, thank you so much to Virginia. She even walked me to where the bus stop actually was. She told me where to wait, and she was like running late for a meeting that she had to um, catch, and so I just really appreciate it. Um, you know, her kindness there. Well, actually, I think I mentioned that when I, um, cause yeah, I'd already told you guys, um, how Peru was cause I was in Peru. Duh. I just got over being sick. So we'll charge that to the sick game. But, um, so doesn't hurt to mention it again. Thank you again, Virginia. I really appreciate your, um, kindness with that. It was a really great experience. The, um, the bus, I don't want to say guy, but There is a worker that basically gets on the bus and like personally comes to you, greets you, where are you going and directs you from there. So if you didn't hear about it in the last episode, definitely, definitely holler at that company 
for um, your airport transfers. And I would, if you're going to travel, look into it before you leave. Like, see if there is a bus that can, you know, drop you to your destination different than the, like, not necessarily city bus, but like the municipal buses, like the public transportation buses and shit, right? So, um, once I got to Peru, it really just felt like I was chilling. Like I had just like moved to another location and not necessarily like I was on vacation. Like I didn't feel other. I didn't see not one of the blackface the whole time I was in Peru, but never did I feel like anybody was looking at me as if I didn't belong. Nobody was looking at me from like a place of judgment. I feel like people just looked at me because you're the person I'm passing by on the street or somebody looked up and was like, oh, you're pretty, you know, and just mind goes on with the rest of the, you know, the day or whatever. I didn't feel like I was out of place while I was in Lima. And it was, although cold and incredible incredible experience and i definitely um gotta say i appreciated that about miraflores it just felt really uh welcoming not in the same way that colombia was but in a accepting like a in the i guess kind of like um we accept all different kinds of people here um there were just like occasionally when i was sitting like in like a restaurant and just people watching while I was eating, I could see like a bunch of different tourists and stuff that were in the area. So they're probably just used to it at this point. But I also didn't feel like people were looking at me like tourists either. It just, I don't know. There's a different gauge that I guess black people have. So this is a note for the non-blacks because I'm sure that some of you know what I mean when I'm saying like there's just a different way people look at you there's a way that they look at you like they're judging you and then there's a way that they're looking at you where they just see you and I just feel like people were just looking at me because they saw me I was there we were just in the same you know um, space I didn't feel like anyone was looking at me and passing any kind of judgment or anything so yeah I did enjoy that about walking around uh, Miraflores that's like um, a city in Lima in Peru the first full day that I had in um, Lima, I decided to swim with the sea lions. I had a really great driver. Thank you, Jose. He was really kind and um, great conversation. I ended up being on like a FaceTime call with um, my best group, my best buddy group in the world. Love my squad. Um, we were, um, I was on the phone with, um, Taryn and, um, Lo, with Lorena and we were talking for maybe like 45 minutes in the car. And I finally get off the phone and I even had the, you know, make sure cause they all said hi. So, you know, let them holler at Jose for a second. And then when I finally go off the phone, he's like, oh, you're on the phone for a while, huh? And I'm like, yeah, those are my best friends. We were talking. And so we're talk, 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 talk. And it was just, he had such great conversation and he was just a real little gem, if you will, along the way. It's always a really great perk when you have, especially when you're the only person in the fucking car. It's always nice to have um, a really cool driver. It just makes it a little more of a comfortable uh, experience. But I was being taken to the Swimming with the Sea Lions uh, booking that I did. And I think I booked that on... What did I book it on? Expedia, I want to say. So booked there. I 
I think I might have spent less than, I think I spent like $75 or so. I can't remember really. And the only thing, what I did not like about it was like, it was immediately like a bunch of annoying white people. Some of them were just like trash. Like you're standing in the middle of a walkway and I'm sitting here saying, excuse me, and you're not moving. So now I'm just going to walk into you because I'm not going to like beg you to move out the way. If I ask you nicely and you don't acquiesce, then it's going to go through you. So um, niggas like that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't appreciate shit like that. So they were already just pissing me off from jump. So it's just like, all right, we're going to have one of these days. Cool. So we go out. The boat ride was really cool. What I found was really interesting was we passed by a series of islands on our way to whatever the name of the island was. It started with a P, I want to say. And that's the island that had the most uh, sea lions. But I want to say it was the second island that we passed. And I wish that I had known it was going to be such an interesting little uh, tidbit of fucking history. But it turns out there was a prison on the island. And the prison is no longer used. Because at some point in history, there was a riot. And I don't remember who they imprisoned there or if it was something um, very particular about the type of people that were there or anything like that. But whomever was imprisoned there, they ended up rioting and the country ended up sending in their navy. And after like fighting back and forth with them, the navy just like killed everybody. It was fuck this and murdered everybody. And so after that, they decided to never use the prison again. And I think it was like one of those islands, like once we passed there, like those, like it kind of was like a barrier to like a more open space in the ocean. So things were going to like the ride was going to get like a little choppier. So it's just everything opens up. So the current isn't as blocked. So it's just a little more of a, um, I want to say impactful, but it's, you know, a bumpier ride, if you will. And I just felt like that was very telling. Like, you know, it's, there's a lot of spirits, you know what I mean? There's a lot of leftover energy in that space. And of course my, you know, hippie to be ass, that's exactly what I go for as the reason for all of that. But you know, science, you know, barriers removed. And so of course the currents are going to be open, but I also thought it was quite interesting that of course this happens around the same space that you have the you know souls of all these people just at not being at rest but that's just me and my thought process yeah not what my degree is in but so finally get to the island and mind you these niggas stink the sea lions smell terrible 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 and um that's definitely like the first thing you notice um and there's tons of like bird shit on top of the islands also like to the point where like the you can tell the difference in the coloration of the rocks and there was actually one of the islands that we passed in particular where there were people that actually used to go and cultivate the uh shit for uh fertilizers and you know a whole bunch of different processes that they would use uh in fertilization or whatever so that was another interesting piece of information that they shared. Um, and all of that was leading up to the actual sea lines. And when I tell you, I got to say thank you to, um, was her name Tessa? Or did she just look like us from school? What was her name? Ella. Let me see for a second. 
Let me pull up my I'm following and I will see her. No, not by default, but by latest. Let me see what her name is. Alyssa. Alyssa Otley. Hey girl. So I appreciate you lending me your uh, handy dandy waterproof case. So Alyssa is actually a scuba diver and she wasn't really feeling the weather. So she was like, you know, I'm not going to get in the water, but I have this pretty bomb ass, uh, you know, waterproof case. Do you want to use it for your phone? And I'm like, uh, fuck yeah. Thanks, sis. So she really let me hold that down. And I definitely appreciate that because I got video of me swimming with fucking sea lions, bro. It was so cool. Like. <coughs> ended up getting sick however totes worth it um i had quite the interesting experience with my life vest i did not know and it's funny because i was watching one of the guys that was like in i guess the procession to jump off the boat before me and i saw that he had these little like it was looped through his legs so i'm like oh that's strange i guess he knows how to wear it and I don't know why it didn't possess me to fucking do the same thing. However, it did not. And so when I jumped in, it was very hard for me to like float on my back, which was requested of us. Because basically you jump in the water, you stay in a line and you float on your back and show them your feet and then they'll approach you. I had a really hard time doing anything because my life vest, I'm very small. So it's and this is like a one size fits all life vest. So the vest is like flipping me over like it's riding up on my back and so now it's like rolling me over it was such a fucking struggle to to just float i'd never experienced such a thing especially considering i had on a fucking flotation device yeah didn't really make sense to me either but actually no it did because the way it was positioned on me because of the size of the the vest and then my size it makes sense but it was annoying as fuck so i actually you know just be nice to people thankfully the young man that was doing uh the tour i don't want to say he dragged me out there but he basically just was like here i'll help you so he tried to help me get into the vest the right way and was just like and then also i'm not the greatest swimmer i could swim but i can't save nobody at all i could barely save myself i just won't drown that's the kind of swimming i can do right so he saw it was taking me forever to try to like get with the group so he's like here i'll just take you and so he just grabs my vest and just like swims me to where everybody else is it was incredible he it was, you would think he had like a motorboat well he did have fins on you know the uh the flippers so i'm certain that that helped but really uh helped me a lot and thank you to the other young ladies that were out there with me for definitely um letting me hold on to their legs so that I could keep myself with my feet up. It was like doing a whole really serious core workout. So it was a good time. I really enjoyed swimming with the sea lions. Now it was cold as fuck. It was winter time in Peru. The high was 65 and the low was like 50. Um, so jumping in the water was just like, you just got to go for it. I want to say the water might've been like 62 degrees. It didn't really feel that cold. Like cold was the last thing I was thinking about. It was more, I'm in the middle of the ocean and I don't want to get lost at sea, right? So it wasn't the cold that was on my mind. It's like your adrenaline is pumping. As soon as you get to the end of the boat, it's like you're on. So I didn't feel cold at all. And then once you get out, you're still like in a rush because it's like you just swam with sea lions and it's so 
kick-ass cool. So it, even as I'm taking off the cold-ass wetsuit and you're throwing all that on the floor and you're walking around in a bikini and everybody else is walking around in like four layers, hoodies and hats and stuff, you're just like, oh, that was great. And it's just not like really hitting you that it's brick-ass cold. So then you start to kind of like dry, try to dry off and, you know, and then of course, like the, the girl move, you know, how to take a shirt, like a bra off underneath the shirt. So pull one of those, got the wet top off. And then it's just, I just sat in my towel. Other than that, which is like, actually, I'm not really that cold. Cause I layered my top up. I went to Catholic school. So I've been out there in these streets with my knees out in a fucking skirt. Cause they decided that they wanted to have certain times of the year that we could wear pants. You know what I mean? So yeah, helped for that. So swimming with the dolphins, not the dolphins, the sea lions was, Great experience. I would definitely recommend that you do it, even if it's a little cold. I wouldn't say do it when the high is like 50 degrees. That I can't vouch for that. But the high was like 65 degrees, and it was such an exhilarating experience that that temperature didn't bother me. Um, so after that evening, I came back, showered, and I had found on the first day that there was this little spa place across the street from where I was staying. So I. Went in the night before and I tried to, you know, ask what the hours were, you know, for a couple of days later, like the Friday or the Thursday so that I can come in and get a massage. And so she also said, oh, we do facials and whatnot. So I'm like, OK, great. You know, it's going to be cheap. Nice little bit of relaxation after like, you know, a kind of stressful day because even good stress is stress. So after sitting on the plane. And sleeping on new beds, it's just like, who doesn't want a great massage, right? I will get a massage every chance I get, especially when it doesn't cost the same as it does um, in New York. You know what I mean? Like $120 massages, $80 massages. So I was able, after conversion, I get a facial and an hour, an hour long facial and an hour long massage for like $48. So I'm like, sign me up. So I show up that day. It was after the, um, the sea lion swim showered and walked across the street and i i yeah got the worst fucking massage and the like the whole time i'm getting the facial i'm like yo anisa's gonna be so she would be so pissed she's gonna be so pissed i can't tell her about this facial because all the shit that she was saying is terrible was exactly what was happening like they used like this St. Ives ass scrub. It's just like I could feel the little scrubbing thing. So I'm like, oh, this is trash. All right, not good. And then like they did, um, she would, they were really rough with, and I have good skin and they were pretty rough with that extraction uh, little device thing. Uh, a bitch was not very gentle. Anissa is hella gentle. Like even though she's squeezing your face, like it doesn't feel like she's like, being aggressively she's like she's not aggressively squeezing your face like she's getting the job done but at the same time not like hurting you homegirl didn't give a fuck and she was just getting the job done and um then they use like this weird vacuum thing across my face she's just dragging it and scraping it across my face and i'm like what is this and then whatever the fuck the last step was then there was like three different applications of this thing that smelled like flour and the whole time i'm like getting really like anxious like i'm having like a low level like anxiety moment here not an anxiety attack but i'm really just like shit that might have been an anxiety attack i don't know um but it's just like i can't stop thinking about okay if they fuck up my tan i'm gonna be pissed because when i was I, when i tell you i was just looking at my face a little bit before and was like 
yo, I got a nice little glow. I got a nice little tan. My shit look right. I was like, here I am. This is beautiful. Just experienced a great ass time in Colombia, which was some next level ass fucking sun. And I got a bomb ass tan in two days. So I'm gonna be pissed if this chick ruins it in like 60 fucking minutes. And so I'm thinking that she's gonna ruin the tan because I don't know how many fucking layers of epidermis she's peeling off with all this stuff that she's putting on. And the last thing she puts on is fucking tingling. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here with this tingle shit. I don't know what it is. And so I'm telling her like, it's tingle. And mind you, she don't speak English. So I'm trying to do like spirit fingers on my face. Like, ah, how long is this going to be on? Like, you know, that be though, like off or whatever. After a while, she starts massaging the shit and boom, that's it. It's done. So I look at my skin and I'm like, okay, I'm the same color. That's all I was worried about. And then I was also worried about low key. Don't put no fucking bleach and shit. I don't know what it is. I don't know what stuff it is you're using. And I'm worried now about, okay, I don't want there to be any bleaching cream in here. I don't want there to be anything that's going to lighten my skin. I don't want any of that shit. And that is like what I was thinking of the whole time. Don't ask me why I didn't just stop the facial because logic. But in the back of my mind, I'm trying to think, you're just, you're overreacting, calm down, just relax, calm down. And it was just a very unenjoyable experience for me getting the facial. Um, the massage, which came first, was also unenjoyable. I feel like anyone's 10 year old could have done what this girl did. It's like they let the nail tech give me my massage. So there, this is the first time I've ever had a full body massage that did not include my full body. She did not do my arms. She didn't do my hands. She didn't do my feet. She didn't do the front of my legs. So, I mean, how is this a full body massage? Yeah. So I was upset about that. She didn't really even do a good job massaging my back and the back of my legs. Like, you know, I would have at least expected. I've gotten better massages after manicures and pedicures. So, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily expecting, you know, the same kind of massage I got in the caves at Bermuda. I definitely wasn't expecting the massage I got in the mud volcano, but I was expecting to at least not be in pain. You know what I mean? I was expecting to be more relaxed, if nothing else, than when I walked in. And I definitely did not leave more relaxed. I left more tense than when I walked in. And um, there was also like a really pain in the ass uh, process of trying to pay. I've always had the most easiest of transactions when I use my Amex because it's swipe and go. No transaction fees, no PIN numbers, no verifications. Swipe and go. This time it did not work that way. Whomever the older uh, woman was that was trying to process the transaction was, you know, pre-consumed with like she was just thinking that I had to put in a number and I'm telling her there is no number. There is no pin. There's no authorization. It's, there's, there's nothing attached to this card for that reason. And so the, um, <coughs> the younger young lady, now mind you the whole time I had the terrible facial and the terrible massage. They're so nice. Like they're, they're very pleasant. They're not rude. They're not, you know, dismissive or anything like that. Everyone was very kind. So it's not that, you know, that was the, root of the poor service it's just that the job she did was trash um but um she seemed to understand like there is no number there is no you know card for it like there is no authorization but like she like i could tell even she was kind of getting impatient with the woman and um then they took a picture of the card and i'm like well what's the picture of the card for they're like well if it doesn't go through we would like to you know be able to you know 
at least call the merge. You know, she went like for she, basically she said if anything happens this way they can ensure that they get payment. And I'm like, well, do you want my phone number if anything happens? Just give me a call as well. Like I want you just randomly charge. I'm telling you that it's going through because I got the I got the alert on my phone from the Amex app, and um, she was like, no, we don't need your number. And I'm like, are you sure you just don't want my phone number so that if anything happens or anything goes wrong? Y'all could just call me and let me know so I can make sure you get your payment. And she's like, no, it's okay. Cool. And that's one of the, another reason why I like using my Amex while I'm abroad because Amex will fight for your money. They will return your shit, then figure it out. I've heard nothing but good things in terms of Amex when it comes to people and disputing their fees. So if it was going to happen on any card, I would like it to be if anything fraudulent or anything suspicious or anything would would were to happen um, attached to any of my accounts. I would always want it to be my Amex card. So I would definitely suggest if you're traveling and you're not really sure of the different merchants or the locations that you're going to be spending your money with, if you have the opportunity to use your Amex, use the Amex. Um, and then also it's a credit card. So God forbid something happens. It's not attached to my checking account. My paycheck is safe. My savings is safe. And you know, it's not debit where your bank will just be like, all right, well, we'll get back to you. What you mean? Get back to me, bitch. Like my money, what are we doing? You know what I mean? So it being Amex made me feel so much more comfortable about the whole transaction. And also I get an alert every time something happens on the card. So if anything were to happen a little bit suspicious, I would definitely know about it. Um, so that was a trash experience. Um, so mm, I don't even know how to suggest you guys avoid stuff like that. Just know where you're spending your money. Uh, I got my tattoo. Shout out to the guy that did the tattoo who was definitely uh, flirting. And uh, thankfully... Waited until after the tattoo was done before he started being, you know, kind of creepy. So uh, that was great because the work was done and I didn't have to sit with that energy going into the tattoo. You know, like tattoos are permanent. They're forever. I definitely um, believe in the energy of the artist going into the work as well. The energy of the shop. Like I try to be, you know, a little mindful of the environment that I'm in when I'm also getting this tattoo done. Do I need this tattoo artist to be my best friend? No. But if they're going to be dismissed, like, you know, nasty or dismissive or make me feel uncomfortable in any kind of way, I also don't want you to permanently leave that energy with me. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he didn't really speak English well. So of course we're using the WhatsApp so that it can translate back and forth. And then also um, the translator app, Google Translate. And I don't remember what app he used. I think his was a little different. But um, so after he tattoos the, you know, he puts the tattoo on, he's asking like, you know, so what is it that you do back home? And all this is in text messages. I'm like, oh, like I'm, you know, telling him what I do. He's just like, oh, like, cause when he asks, he's like, oh, do you model or something? And I'm just like, nah. And then I tell him what I do. And he's just like, Oh, well, you should definitely be a model with that body. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. It's, it's been nice. Thank you. And mind you, I was staying right next door to the tattoo shop, like walk down one house and then turn like into like an alley where it's, it's when I say alley, it's not like a dark, creepy kind of thing, but it's like a, a huge driveway with like entrances to like six different apartments or some shit like that. So now I'm like 
mindful of the energy on my back. Like, is this nigga watching where I'm like where I'm walking? Is he gonna does he know where I'm staying now? And I'm gonna like randomly wake up to somebody like knocking on the window and then I he was just kinda oof. And then he ended up like, What's happening to me afterwards? It was a pleasure to meet you and like kissy faces. It was kinda creepy. But um yeah. Thankfully that wasn't until after the tattoo. That energy, I mean, granted, if it was in his mind, the energy is still there, but it's a different kind of energy when you're aware of it kind of thing. Energy people, you get it, but the rest of y'all, it felt different, you know? So that was an interesting experience. And I got to say, after the experience in Colombia and just the, the vibe I was getting in Peru, I'm definitely going to probably look into um, modeling. So that's one thing that I... Gotta, um, I don't know my face though. All I know how to do is smile. I know a wide fucking range of happy, but don't ask me to do anything else. Like, um, Nanis was asking me, he had, she had to ask, um, uh, I can't remember his name, her friend to translate. And he was saying, oh yeah, she wants you to give you like, give her like a sexy look. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do a sexy look. Not on command. Like, it's one thing when I'm flirting with somebody, but it's another thing when I'm, like, just trying to... You know what I mean? It's it's totally different for me. It it just doesn't translate in my mind as something that I'm capable of doing. So it was quite a um, a thing. But I've always said to you guys, try to be aware of how you experience yourself when you are traveling. And one thing that I had to take note of is being more present in and being aware of how other people perceive me a lot of times you can be caught up in your own perception of yourself that you don't realize what people perceive of you and I um was definitely a bit um I don't know why baffled keeps coming to mind but it's not that's not the word I'm looking for I was definitely a bit maybe taken aback or uh surprised um, I'm trying to think of another adjective. Um, another descriptors. Maybe also, um, I guess flattered. It was just that people would really see, um, see, I guess, somebody who would be, um, I guess, like, photograph i mean people ask me all the time if that's what i do but it's just like you just dismiss it you know what i mean but when somebody that has well no because somebody that has no experience of you is still a stranger in the states but i guess when somebody it's a thing still like abroad it's like well fuck okay hmm and then for it to actually happen for somebody to just actually just start photographing you just randomly that was just like all right maybe a thing so I had to kind of be more aware. That was one thing that I can say that I did take from this trip. And um, after the terrible massage, I realized I'm definitely getting sick. Because the whole time I'm like laying there, like I'm trying to, you know, blow my nose and trying not to cough and make this massage even more uncomfortable. And and not even uncomfortable because she was really putting no elf effort into it. There was no like elbow work. There was no she wouldn't she ain't put a back in shit. So by uncomfortable, I don't mean like hurt more. It was just like, all right, this is so trash. If I start coughing and moving, she might think that it hurts and go even lighter. But I definitely got 
pretty fucking sick. So the last day I was in Peru, I ended up just staying inside. And um, I gotta say, thank God for an intentional universe because leave it to me to still to do the most on a fucking vacation when i'm home it's nothing for me to just stay on my ass and stay in the house but while i was abroad i just said you know what i didn't come this far to not get as much of an experience as i possibly can so even though i didn't feel good and this is like i felt kind of like drained like kind of weak i had terrible cough it was kind of like an upper respiratory thing my chest was hurting it was just gross and I decided to stay in in the morning, but I also found a free walking tour. So one of the maps that I got on the airport transfer bus noted a location near the bus stop that I could join a group for a free walking tour. So I Googled it. There's mad companies in Peru that offer free walking tours. Um, There are quite a, they, I think most of them are, uh, what do you call it? centralized or located in uh lima but i know i think it's barranco or barring something it's a town really uh close by they do uh quite a few locations so look into free walking tours when you hit different uh locations it doesn't hurt to look into and see if it is available in the lo- the area that you're going to, because I'm certain Lima isn't the only place that does it. So um, I tried to meet up with a group for that and I dragged my ass out the house and I um, walked downtown, which was maybe like five blocks away. And I already started to feel kind of like drained, like a little tired, a little lightheaded. Just I felt like shit. But I figured it's free. It's a walking tour. So if it gets bad enough, I could just stop walking. Just leave wherever I was and just go back. I could take a taxi or walk back to where I was staying. (coughs) So by the time I got there, I couldn't find anybody that was there. There's a ton of like municipal workers, it looks like. There's a bunch of like men and women in like these vests. And they look like they are, I guess a part of um i don't even know but they look like they're either like keeping the city clean or orderly or they're there for information it's i don't i don't fucking know y'all but it was quite interesting and i um asked one of them for some help they directed me to the right area i ended up calling the company that i googled and it turns out it was a different company confusion they were really nice they tried to accommodate me but i just really wasn't taking a taxi to the location that they were going to be having a tour leave from within the next hour so i just walked around i found some chicken noodle soup from a chinese restaurant in peru i took it back to the crib ate that and um got ready to go to the airport um which was essentially a waste of my time because my flight was delayed eight hours. They didn't, I flew Aeromexico. So shout out to these motherfuckers for not sending an email or anything to alert me that the flight was going to be delayed, especially a delay that long. Fuck you guys for that. However, I waited online for about 45 minutes. Thankfully, I didn't book any of the excursions in Mexico. Again, an intentional universe. I, sick as I was, Still thought that it'd be a great idea to go on a tour of some of the pre, um, I think it's called pre-Hispanic, 
like temples and stuff in Mexico City. So I'm on uh, Airbnb trying to arrange with one of the tour guides if he can get me a taxi from the airport to get to the destination before I end up booking. And then I get to the window, not to the window, but to the desk. And she tells me there's an eight hour delay. I could have stayed in the Airbnb. I already had it booked. <clears throat> to leave and I could have left the next morning. The flight was supposed to leave at midnight, didn't leave until after until uh, about 8 a.m. So they were offering either a hotel or like free food. And so I went and then like staying in the airport lounge. So I forced went with the lounge because it's actually the most cost efficient because if I do the hotel, hotel is great. What am I gonna do? Stare at a wall for eight hours and then I had to pay for a taxi. So I just figured, you know what? Let's stay right here in the lounge. I don't feel like going through, you know, um, customs if I don't have to in a rush. So, so I had all the time in the world. So I stayed in the lounge. It was all right. I ended up eating like finger food and tea because I didn't feel good. And of course, I ended up with the runs before I got on the plane. It was f fucking shit show. So all the Peptos still did nothing. I did not have the greatest flight. It wasn't terrible, though, because I ended up having the window seat. The middle seat was free and it was like a small kid at, in the aisle seat. So I was able to, like, you know, step over him to get to the bathroom. I only had to go once. Thank God. Um, and then I ended up in Mexico where I had a four hour ass layover. The Mexico air, Mexico City airport was fucking fire blazing hot. And then in my head, I'm like. I don't even know if I'm this hot because I'm sick or if I'm hot because it's just that hot. So, of course, because the universe is intentional, I would have probably dropped dead had I tried to go. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I would have probably been a lot sicker had I tried to go on the tour that I was trying to book. So my simple ass didn't have the sense to, you know, lay low, do something, you know, short and gentle. So. It needed the I needed the universe to sit me on my ass. So, you know, I try to be intentional about accepting whatever experience I get, whether something ex works in terms of the experience happening for me or the experience not happening for me, because either way, the you know, everything is going to align and everything for a reason. So I wasn't supposed to go and experience Mexico at this point in time. So I was disappointed. But, um, you know. It is what it is. So I didn't get to do Mexico like I wanted to. Gives me a reason. I did, however, just enjoy the energy with the people that, you know, were working in the airport. Everybody was really kind. You know, um, everybody was really nice. And I didn't get like really snotty energy or, um, you know, because airports can be really homes for assholes and shitheads like, you know. TSA agents can be real trash. We all know this. And um, they were also very nice, even with the language barrier. You know, they were all very patient <clears throat> with asking if they could go through my bag. And the lady that did have to go through my bag, because I forgot I had water in a bottle of water that I bought in the airport while I was there. She was, um, you know, so kind and very nice. And actually, it was a pleasant experience, even though we barely understood what each other was saying. And, um, I definitely am kind of looking forward now to going to Mexico beforehand. I had no real desire to see Mexico. That's why I was really excited about this layover trip because it was going to give me the opportunity to go without um, really having to like 
plan and book a trip there. But now I'm considering like I might go because the whole idea of Mexico, I always think of like Cancun and, um, you know, all the little party destinations that everybody goes to. And that's I don't like to vacation like that. I'm not a party person. I'm not a resort kind of girl. So it never appealed to me because that's always the picture of Mexico that I've always seen. But if I could do something cultural, then, of course, I'm on board. So. I will definitely say that, um, yeah, I'm kind of looking at Mexico under a, a different uh, lens. So, yeah, flight back was decent. I made it one piece because here I is. I'm here. So that's it. I am going to wrap it up. Because <coughs> all that talking has tired me out. My... Um, my throat hurts. So thanks for listening. It's been real. Make sure you guys check out, uh, check me out on Instagram. Cause I have the swimming with the sea lions. Got a couple other videos to add from different experiences that I had throughout the whole, um, uh, vacation. And I would, uh, love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, commentary blah 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 thanks for listening thanks for hanging with the kid and uh of course welcome to all the new listeners i hope you guys can uh enjoy from here and then you know roll back and find some other shit you like all right guys bye